Happy Minicamp Week, Patriots fans. My name is Kyrie Thompson, your Patriots beat reporter for WEEI.com. Mandatory Minicamp kicks off tomorrow down in Foxborough from Tuesday to Thursday. A few big names like Matthew Judon and Isaiah Wynn sound like they'll be back for mandatory practice after missing voluntary OTAs. And we'll continue getting a look at some of the Patriots' prized rookies, including Cole Strange and Tyquan Thornton. To get some of the lay of the land on what this team will look like this year, we called on Brad Spielberger, salary cap analyst for Pro Football Focus, to chat with us. And of course, we had to get some idea of what he thinks about the Patriots' surprising rookie class now that we're a little more than a month out from the NFL draft. Generally, teams are going to be more successful when they seem to take players that are closer to what everyone on the outside is seeing. And you know, the Patriots obviously did not do that in this year's draft. It doesn't automatically mean they made bad picks. I, I think at the outset, every draft class is different. This was a weak draft class by all accounts at almost every position, except for, honestly, I think interior offensive line is not on that list. And so, obviously, the Patriots were very high on Cole Strange. There were a lot of reports that he would have gone in the second round if not. Other teams in the NFL probably would have stayed at 21 and just made that Cole Strange pick, and it would have had a bunch of you know negative connotations. Them trading back, they made a very nice trade with the Kansas City Chiefs, who came up for a corner a lot of people thought they were going to take. So they still did recoup draft capital before, obviously, reaching on Cole Strange. And then with Tyquan Thornton, you and I have talked a little bit about this. Obviously, there were, again, some teams that did like him. He obviously tested off the charts, but to trade up there and take a guy that, again, nowhere near consensus. Bill Belichick has a track record of not doing particularly well in drafting wide receivers. That one, I think, is more interesting, frankly. I believe you and I were sitting at the booth together at high velocity when he ran that 40 time and just the, the buzz through the place and then his entourage sitting right behind us, just losing their minds, thinking that he ran that 421. It ended up being 428. Still plenty fast, fastest receiver in, in the draft. I definitely want to get into that a little bit later, but I want to talk about the Cole Strange pick a little bit because people immediately point to the value problem of taking a guard in the first round. It, it's not as valuable a position as cornerback would be. Even though they did that, though, the Patriots are saving a ton of cap space with Michael Onwenu and Cole Strange currently at guard instead of going with Shaq Mason and Ted Karras. And, and I thought this was really interesting that Onwenu even graded out a bit higher than Mason did last year, according to PFF. So does the financial benefit and potential of this kind of young group outweigh the kind of puzzling way New England went about this in the first place? I mean, that's what Bill Belichick's been doing for the last 20 years, right? And I think a lot of folks underappreciate, yes, of course you want the best players on the field that, that give you the best football skill, but a guy making $6.5 million salary, let's say he's in 100 out of 100, versus a guy making $800,000, and let's say he's in 85 out of 100, Player B is a better value and is a better way to maybe he gets better and improves with those snaps and then he's as good or better than that other guy and still on a cheap deal. And those value propositions is honestly what he's been doing better than everyone else for the last 20 some odd years. The media has now seen two practices in which Isaiah Wynn, starting left tackle, has been absent from voluntary OTAs and Justin Haran has filled in on the right side, while others like Trent Brown or Yadni Kajusta filled in on the left. And that's got a lot of alarm bells going off right now about Wynn's future with the team, assuming that the Patriots might 
maybe want to put Trent Brown back at left tackle, which is where he played in the 2018 season. So with Wynn, he's currently playing on a $10 million fifth-year option, so he's not getting cut, right? But his position doesn't feel secure. So could the Patriots look to trade Wynn as they did with Mason, or is this maybe a non-story assuming he comes back for mandatory minicamp? Yeah, if I had to guess, I think we probably shouldn't, you know, having alarm bells going right now. As you mentioned, he's entering his fifth year option season. And if anything is voluntary, you know, maybe he's saying, well, I'm not going to show up to anything voluntary unless we're having better negotiations. And maybe for all we know, those, those conversations are not going particularly well. But you mentioned Trent Brown. And I think another underrated component to signings and draft picks is that teams are always aware of leverage and are aware of what things do. You know, one example I've thrown out that not Patriots related, but the Washington Commanders taking Jahan Dotson in the first round, you don't think they realize talking to Terry McLaurin, who wants 20 plus million dollars per year, mm -hmm. what it does when they add a first round wide receiver like that is always on teams minds and and Trent Brown's positional flexibility to play both left or right tackle, of course, matters and, and is relevant. But I would say I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet. I'm sure they're having conversations, exploring trades, exploring an extension. But until training camp or, you know, mandatory events come around, I would say, you know, we'll just let it play out for now. You liked that tweet I sent out the other day relaying Bill Belichick's comments about changing his draft profiles each year and keeping up with how the NFL evolves in the way it values certain positions. And in particular, that comment was touched off about evaluations on Taekwon Thornton being the lightest receiver that Bill Belichick has ever drafted. How do you see that evolution, perhaps, in, in, in Belichick's valuation of how he builds his teams? How do you see that being borne out this year in the way that he's shaping this roster? And I think it is super important because – you know, he was the first guy to understand how valuable tight ends could be and that their market was not strong. And Rob Gronkowski's contract was just a joke in terms of the value they were getting out of it for the longest time. And then they were paying DBs back when everyone was throwing money at edge rushers. And, and now kind of everyone's caught up and we're seeing a lot of corners getting that $20 million per year plateau. And it is hugely important to always be analyzing where things are going and try to get ahead of that next trend. And, and I think he's been doing that for a very long time. And I think just in, in a broader sense, the Patriots realized they had a speed problem. And they go out and they get Tyquan Thornton. They get Pierre Strong. They get Cole Strange, who's one of the 10 most athletic linemen to come out of the draft in the last 35 years or so. When you look at that, do you also see the evolution of Bill Belichick in terms of the, the game is being played differently and I have to play it differently as well after so many years of zigging while their team zag? Yeah, you know, I think the Thornton one talking about taking the top off the defense when you're going to have two tight ends, you're going to be playing a lot. You know, having a guy that forces the defense to sit back and, and keep him in their mind when he's running these go routes opens things up for a Johnny Smith and a Hunter Henry. And, and I'm sure Bill Belichick, if I went back and looked, was looking for more football players and would worry less about athleticism and just say, hey, get a good football player in the building. We'll figure things out. But getting athletes and then turning them into football players and polishing and rounding out their game has been a trend we've seen and has worked wonders for a lot of teams. Obviously, like I said, quarterbacks with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, those type of guys. But that's probably something that we're going to see at every position now where you just try to get the guys that are, you know, fundamentally better athletes and then turn them into polished professionals. So on a salary cap note, the Patriots are perilously low on money right now to the point that they currently don't have enough funds to operate for the coming season. They don't have all their rookies signed just yet. 
aside from a win trade, what kinds of moves could they make here to free up some cash? Yeah, so the good news is they have a ton of cap space in later years. When they do get this full draft class signed, they'll have almost a full roster for 2023 and still have 60, I think, you know, plus million dollars in cap space. So they've taken some hits this year and, and kind of had some things front loaded. If they wanted to go ahead and restructure contracts for Matthew Judon, maybe Hunter Henry, I do think maybe a trade of Nelson Aguilar is probably not out of the realm of possibility as well. I think he could easily be the odd man out in that group. And yes, so those moves get you enough, you know, operating room, room to wiggle during the season and and deal with injuries and stuff like that. Excellent. Thanks, as always, for joining me, Brad. Love talking to you every time and look forward to having you back. Thank you. That was Pro Football Focus Salary Cat Man, Brad Spielberger. I'm Kyrie Thompson. And thank you for tuning into Patriots coverage here on WEEI.com. 